Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. What's up, everybody? And welcome back to another episode of The Walking Block. What's up, everybody? Actually, come here, come Jesse. I was about to look at the camera. <laughs> Walking Blind is hosted by overly emotional dudes who overthink and overanalyze everything. Nothing the hosts say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. They're not professionals. They're about to make that very clear. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Walking Blind podcast, the podcast where we like to normalize checking on your homies. This is episode 93. I have returned. I'm Mike. That is also Mike. And uh, I'm fucking back. And I'm in a different spot. <laughs> I like how from this spot, you keep looking that way. Because you're so used to being able to see the screen. I hate it. Welcome back, sir. Welcome back. Dude, I'm different now. <laughs> <laughs> This is uh this is not the first time we've hung out since you've been back, but it is your first time um, back back on the show, man. I don't know how to podcast anymore. Yeah, we we're afraid you were gonna forget, which is why we put you in the hot seat in the guest seat. Love it. We asked for questions just in case you fuck this whole thing up. You know, we can just you know rally and and talk about the the questions. Dude, some good ones, some good ones, I think. <clears throat> so let's um, I mean, you know, I know that we. We still want to keep these shows uh, at a certain time frame, so let's uh, let's jump right in, dude. I had a like I got to tell you this. I had a really hard time explaining what the mental health check was every it. time you every were time. gone because I was like, I don't normally do this. Uh, the, the mental health check. So I liked it. You said I can't remember what you said something. Where I was like, oh, I'm gonna use that. Well, apparently it wasn't good enough for you to really remember it. <laughs> it was good. Was, did you wanna? No, go ahead. Go ahead. I can't know if the camera's on me or not. There we go. Mental health check. It's just, where we just, like to check Just in. trust the process. Trust Jesse to do the switching, okay? It's been a long time, Jesse. This isn't that. This isn't. <laughs> it's not, it's not, you. It's not you. It's me. 
I fucking hate that comment. It's not you. It's not you. It's me. It's me. Um, uh, mental health check. That's where we like to check in weekly to see where we're at mentally. That way, if we're going right, what are some things that we're doing that are helping us? And uh, if we're in a funk, maybe what are we, what's going on or what are we neglecting to do? So, go first. I guess I'll go first. That way, that way you can uh, close it out, and then we can jump right into the uh, the good old meat of the story. Um, I've been, I've been all right, man. I've been uh, kind of just. Um, <clears throat> I feel like there's just a ton of wheels turning that I'm just trying to like get a hold of and trying to get everything back in order. Um, to the point where I I just kind of like took a step back yesterday because normally we record on Mondays. Mm-hmm. Today is Tuesday, and I um like reset the house in a sense. Like mm. I came in the back and like cleaned up all of like the mess and like all of Elliot's shit everywhere. And mm. like all the stuff that's kind of been like, you know, like there's the side of the house you just stash you stuff just on it, yeah. and then you ignore it. I came and went and cleaned all that up. Ah. The Christmas tree is still there, yeah, Jesse. It's been there. For, <laughs> it's been there. I'm, I'm now I'm waiting all the way to December so that I can like dude, just throw yeah. the bonfire. Or something. Just throw, dude, throw up in November, dude. Yeah. Dude. Uh, but it's a, no, it's a dead tree. It's last year's Christmas tree that was live. It's still sitting in the corner over there because uh, I never took it out. <laughs> so we've been waiting to burn it. Yeah, we've been wanting to burn it, but it's been so hot we can't do any like you know fire like little fire pit sh- activities. So um, <clears throat> yeah, it's just sitting there. But um, yeah, so I kind of went around and reset, like took care of the lawn, reset the front yard because it like there was just things that in my ADD brain, I would start a project and move on. Mm-hmm. So like, for example, the hose was just out because I had been watering a dead spot in the grass. Mm-hmm. And instead of taking the time to roll it back up, I was just leaving mm-hmm. it like all over the place. Mm-hmm. And just the satisfaction of cleaning everything up and putting everything away nicely. And like the vacuum, the the shop vac that was outside for like two weeks that nobody stole. <laughs> like it was just sitting out there for like two weeks and didn't do anything. Um, so yeah, I kind of, reset all that stuff worked in the garage like clean up a bunch of stuff in the garage too um and that kind of helped like i felt like i accomplished something and things kind of felt like oh this is back to normal so um little wins you know and just trying to like kind of line everything else up so yeah i've i've been good i haven't made any guitar purchases I haven't made any guitar purchases. Yeah. Um, I've actually sold a few since you've been gone. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, man, it's just, you know, things are hopefully moving in that direction to where everything is going to kind of calm down and normalize again. Right for holiday season. Right before holiday season. <laughs> before it gets <laughs> insane. Um, yeah, so we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. How, are, how are you doing, man? Uh, I'm good, Phil. I feel like I'm, I feel like, uh, I was getting, I was feeling like, I, I felt myself feeling like anxious yesterday and then a little bit today and I kind of was able to do some like, like how to literally do like breathing stuff and then like, um, like I prayed or something to do and like just kind of like a, like a whole, like, or like a quick reminder of myself, like this I can control, this I can't. Yeah. So not gonna worry about this, this I'll like, I'll get to it or I'll prioritize it or I'll do something. And so that kind of got me back into like feeling better. So I feel I like as of right now I feel I feel good, and <clears throat> um, one of the, like what you're saying like uh, for me. So I got back on Thursday, and then on Friday, I like I was kind of 
in that, I don't know what to call it, like, it's not post-war depression or anything like that, but I started feeling, like, anxious. Mm-hmm. And so I was just like, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go, I'm going to go wash my car. I washed my car, and then I cleaned the inside, and all while I was listening to the episode with, with Dallas. Nice. That's nice. good. And so, um, and then, like, I got back to my, <coughs> I got back home, did laundry, um, I think for me mentally, like doing laundry when as soon as I get home is like a nice way to be like, I don't know, like a re, like another to wash the shit. Up. Yeah, yeah, get it, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So like wash things for reals. Yeah, but yeah. who doesn't know? I I'm like, I I do laundry, but <laughs> but my own my, my own way. So yeah, so I did laundry and then I even. Started, what does that mean? <laughs> it, uh, okay, so what it means is. So for one, I usually I got bad towards the end because I think I was just like giving up. Yeah. Um, but like for me, like I wear the same shirt on stage throughout the whole tour. Throughout the whole tour. You know? Which lately it's been every show has been the Riverside Originals. Yeah. 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 Hell yeah. And um, which by the way, I've been tagging them. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> but I I have to believe that they'll eventually reach out. Yeah. It happened yeah. with Death. It can happen with True. Bow down. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Also, I, I think I told you this, but I don't mean to kill your spirit, but Bow Down is not a Riverside brand. Yeah. They just happen to do like city shirts. Yeah. Well, well you know, it's just, you well, know. give me, I can rep the city. I can yeah. rep just all the Riverside shit. Like, yeah. we'll be the Riverside crew. Yeah. yeah. They're like, we want better looking models. But, <laughs> yeah. They're like, we appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thanks for the support. Um, but yeah, so like, so, oh, so all I'll say is I'll rinse after like our set. I'll go and I'll rinse my shirt in the sink. I'll probably throw some soap on it and like just rinse it out. Hand soap. Hand soap. <laughs> rinse it out and then I let it and then I'll I'll hang it in the trailer and then like by the next day, it like it doesn't smell good, but it doesn't <laughs> smell insane. Right. It doesn't smell like gross. And so I'll do that. And then I've been known to, because uh, I, I basically traveled the backpack. Mm-hmm. Like, although I did take a double bag, which had extra things in it. Um, but then I'll, I'm known to like, I'll do the same thing in my underwear. I'll give my under, hit him, hit him in the sink, some soap, mm-hmm. and then I'll let him hang dry where we're at. Do it with socks or like a shirt. If I'm running low on shirts, then I'll. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I mean by like, I do my own form of laundry. Like, so I'm wearing, like, instead of just wearing, like, the same fucking shirt, it's been somewhat cleaned. There's no, there's never, like, a uh, laundromat stop or No, like I mean, no, we didn't make any laundromat stops. We were, we were, like, fortunate enough that, like, like even for me, like, I remember, like, there was times when, um, like, we had, there's, how, how, like, places we stayed and they let us use the laundry. Yeah. It was cool. Shout out to Brian and my very who else let us do laundry. But, but, like, for me, like, I'm constantly doing that. Yeah. Just so I don't. I don't have to rely on that. Now, are you a, I wore these underwear, now I got to flip them inside out and wear them the other way guy? I've never been that guy. <laughs> I've never been that guy. Because I've always had, I always like have like the dry fit underwear. Yeah. And so they dry super fast. So mm-hmm. I just like rinse them. Okay. And so I don't have to carry many of them. And how, how long do you go between rinsing off the shirts? Like two, three shows or? Uh, what do you mean? Like for? Like the show shirt. The show shirt? Yeah. Oh, I rinse it every night. Okay. Every night I try to rinse. I try to rinse it every night. Okay. It doesn't and, always happen. And where do you leave it to dry? 
Uh, I'll usually hang it in the trailer. Okay. Or as soon as we get to the venue. Something something I didn't get to do all the time, but what was nice was like, so Aaron, our, our sound guy, he had like fans. Like he brought fans and they're mostly for on stage for us, right. for Martin. <clears throat> but then we like, there's some venues that we go to and they have really good air or they have fans. So, so you just hang it in front of that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> or I would just take it and like unplug it and like put it in my own little corner and like hang it. Yeah. And there was like one, there was, <laughs> there was one place where I had literally like I had like my underwear, my socks. It looked like my own little clothesline, and I had the air on it. It's like I'm sure somebody's just like, "What the fuck is this?" Like, I I I never did the like rinsing off thing, but I did pull the move where I had my stage clothes, like my shorts, my shirt, and everything like that. And I remember vividly one day I had hang- I had it hanging on a hanger in the trailer, and when I went to put the shirt on, it was crisp. Like it was crunchy, yeah. And I was like, "That's it's time. To, it's time. Yeah. It's time to change this." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, Tron, Tron, Tron shirts could like literally stay up. <laughs> like, and it was a tank top. Yeah. Like a flimsy tank top, and that thing was like, it would like stay like. You like standing in the in the corner like yeah. Cholo Dickies, like yeah. just stand up. Right? <laughs> it would just post up on walls. <laughs> but, oh, that's amazing. <clears throat> yeah. So, anyways, that that's that's my tour laundry. I do that shit. Um, but yeah, on Friday I got home and I I uh, just did all that stuff. Washed my car, washed the inside of it, and then in my room I organized my little crazy dresser that I have, and then try to like start like uh, at some point I'm gonna go through and just get rid of a bunch of shit. My, like I've yeah yeah it's time to do a purge. Yeah yeah. And so I kind of I just I did that just so that my room didn't look as crazy. Cause uh, I left it in disarray, like straight up. I was just like, "Fuck this, I'm leaving." And nobody, nobody goes in there. Do they just shut it? Mm-hmm. Does is there a smell when um, you come back? No, no, <laughs> no, no, no. Like you left one of those underwears under the bed or something like that, <laughs> and it just didn't get washed. No, 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 no. I actually, I did, I did a really good job of like. I remember I, I did laundry before I left, yeah. and so there was clothes that was like, like not folded, but it was clean. Yeah, and then yeah, so. I folded everything or hung up, whatever. And so that was like the first step of me, like kind of like, I don't know what to call it. Like just feeling better. Kind of like what you did, like having that. So then on Friday and then just, um, I throughout the weekend up until yesterday, I was having just moments of like, almost like jet lag, which is weird. Cause I haven't, I don't, I don't remember. Like I maybe have one, like as soon as I got back from tour, like the next day I either got sick or, I would be like tired but then after that like i was fine yeah but this was like i'd like it was like in waves like i'd have random moments like i don't know if you noticed when we were watching winning time there's like times where like you know i'll dose but there's like i was like yeah died (laughs) yeah like straight up like died and like whole moments were gone i was like oh shit like i think even when we were back here like we were we were listening to some mixes Mm -hmm. and um and i would see moments where you'd just be kind of like like you'd sink lower (laughs) into the chair and i'd be like yeah, I think this one sounds good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that one sounds sick. Yeah, um, but so, yeah. So I don't know. I feel. I feel. I feel good. I feel. Um, I'm trying to. I want to be, especially just being back for a week. I want to be like. There's just things like I need to. I want to get out ahead of, just because I know like. I know it's just gonna get crazy. Yeah. Like freaking freaking birthday and shit coming up it is 
it's a it's a hard one for you to swallow, isn't it? Dude, it's crazy. <laughs> I'm trying to be like I'm trying to like change my attitude about it. I'm yeah. Being like, yeah. Forty's the new twenty. Yeah. But also, <laughs> it's like it's not. <laughs> you know, oh, man. So, um. Yeah. Yeah. That's a. So anyway, it's a milestone. Yeah, it's a milestone. Yay. <laughs> But anyway, so yeah, that's where I'm at. I'm good. I feel like uh, I feel like uh, today was really good being able to like breathe and reset and stuff like that for me. Good. Yeah. Um. So while actually while you guys were gone, Allie, uh, shout out to Allie, hit me up and and was saying that you know a topic that we should talk about is um like post tour depression, mm. right? Like uh, I I think a lot of people don't even realize that it's really a thing, yeah. you know. Um, but it's almost in a sense like no matter how long you you've been gone or no matter how um <clears throat> regularly you tour there's always this moment when you come back where where you're like kind of getting back into the groove of real life you know and it's like oh shit this is like yeah. wow and then you like um and i i don't i don't know if anybody's going through it right now but i am noticing like the damn this shit was fun you know like oh hey like now i've had some time to reflect and yeah. like the pictures being posted and things like that from some of the dudes and i i meant to reach out to them but i just haven't really had time um but you know i kind of like want to see what your thoughts are on on that because i know you had said like it wasn't post-tour depression for you but yeah. what, what your thoughts are just in general on the, that feeling well actually show shout out to tron actually tron reached out to me yesterday and asked yeah. if i was doing like checked in with me and I was like, dude, appreciate that. Um, and uh, and then kind of shared some things. And so, I mean, there is like, it's one of those things where it's weird. And I, I like, I kind of forgot how much I do like the structure of tour. Yeah. Even though it's like, it looks chaotic, but it's a chaos that like, I kind of understand. And like, and it's, it's like, it's like a, it's like a routine chaos in the mm-hmm. sense of like, yeah, maybe we everything doesn't start exactly at this time, but like once once things go, then it's like, okay. So, you know, getting to load in. Once we load in, then I know, okay, once we're loaded in, everything's set up, then I know I have this much time to either go get food or like or or like in my case, like it was like to call Jordan. That was like my time that I could do that. And like I had that. And then, you know, then the rest of the show becomes a thing where it's like, okay, I'm gonna you know, if there's locals, check out the local and then I know that when this band goes on, it's warm up time, and I start my warm ups, and then I know to go back and I go change. So there's like a structure for me that I like, yeah, and I like that about tour. <clears throat> um, you know, there's a bunch of other stuff for me that I'm like not don't like, and I'm surviving through. But um, I kind of, I kind of miss that purpose every night of having that like, like Tron. Tron kind of said it, kind of said it best. And when he's told me, I was like, oh, I, was like, I guess I kind of, where he's like that having that purpose and then that like adrenaline hit mm-hmm. every night having that like leaving everything out on the line like the yeah. whole like getting everything out you know and in our case you know personally like you know it's i'm going i'm working through a lot of things like i think it's cathartic i don't think i'm like reliving trauma when i talk about will brian blake i don't i don't feel like it's like a traumatic thing that i'm reliving i feel like it's cathartic i feel like it's Mm-hmm. it's to help others i feel like it's helping me you know and then and then like getting off stage talking with people those conversations whether they're good or heavy whatever it is 
like there was there was that I like I loved I loved that I love that that feeling of purpose again mm-hmm. you know which was really hard for me when we stopped like going back to school and everything like it kind of felt like well fuck dude I used to like help I, used to, I felt like I was doing something every night yeah and now you know obviously I needed mm-hmm. I needed it talked about it a million times like I'm happy that I needed to do that it made me way more equipped for this um like this time around, it was like, it was so nice being able to like process and like health, like decompress in a healthy way. I had my safeguards ready to go and it was good for me. And there was, and it was nice to have people who were like, like I had so many times people being like, dude, I don't want to trigger you. Or like, I'm so sorry to drop this on you. Or like, I really don't want to, I know you just share this. I don't want to put this on you. And to be able to tell them like, no, no, this is why I'm here. Yeah. Like I'm, I have prepared to protect myself for what you're going to give me. Yeah. Like, so share, <clears throat> I can take it, you know? And so, so for me, that's, that's kind of been the hard part of being like, Oh, well, you know, now I'm back to sling, clean coffee. And yeah. <laughs> like, Dude, it's, it's, it's funny because, um, I, I don't know why that just triggered this thought in my head, but, um, I, have I talked about on the podcast, how I had a, like I, basically went out to be a cop at one point obviously not jesse just turned around like went crazy i thought well no you had i think maybe you have mentioned it in an earlier episode maybe maybe before jesse was here mm-hmm. um but yeah there was there was a time frame it was after you know after kind of creative voice creative void had had finished and um my solo music project kind of fizzled because it started to feel like work right it was fun it was mm-hmm. cool like we were doing I, I was doing a lot of cool shit while it was going and then it just felt like it was no longer fun anymore and i knew at that point in time i was like i just i'm just gonna kind of kill this because i could always come back to it mm. but um <clears throat> and so i i i found myself in that place where like i didn't have like i didn't feel like i was doing anything that was helpful right and then of course like i'm just like single just like no like no responsibilities really other than like pay your your rent and pay for your car right um and i got to a point where i was just looking for anything that made me feel like i was helping Mm. right and the 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 police thing came up and i like you know i went and i did all the uh physical fitness tests i did all the written tests like passed everything and then apparently i was a little too honest on my background check (laughs) Because, because like somebody presented to me as like everything that you answer on this background check, they're going to polygraph you afterwards, mm-hmm. and you're going to have to, you know, and Stand so what you said, yeah, mm-hmm. in my head, I'm thinking, you know, like um, that they're going to ask me all these questions. So I was honest. I was honest on that thing. Whereas, like, <laughs> have you ever associated with felons? Well, <laughs> yeah. Have you ever associated with gangs? Well, mm-hmm. yeah. Has anyone ever around you done narcotics? Well, <laughs> funny like, you mention it. You're like, I'm going to go ahead and answer this these series of questions with the fact that I was in a band. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I have some yeah. questionable characters and that I associate with. Yes. Um, yeah, so it was it was and and but luckily like I look at back at it now and I'm like I I feel lucky that I didn't get selected. Mm-hmm. Um only because like I f- I feel like I would have been doing something good, but it wasn't like a 
like a passion of mine. It was just something that I was like, I should do this, yeah. right? Like I think there was a time frame when Williams was gonna go CHP. Yep. Right. Like that same mentality. Like this is just something. There's also a time when he was gonna be an umpire. Remember that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. So so yeah, and then and then right after I basically got the like I'm sorry, but you weren't selected letter. Mm-hmm. Uh, like COVID hit riots start happening lockdown everything like that basically in the time frame that i would have gone through through police academy graduated i would have been a rookie <laughs> cop basically yeah. like right there in fucking riverside when like people were throwing smoke grenades and yeah. shit in the middle of the mm-hmm. of the street so <clears throat> it ended up like working out in my favor that i didn't do that um but yeah it was like this feeling of just like i'm lost i don't know what to do and like creative void wasn't like as like big of an impact as no brainers was but just like the little the little pieces that we did i was like oh fuck i feel like i'm doing something yeah. right and so i was i feel like i was just chasing that for forever and i just didn't know what what to do you know um and i felt like just going to an office every day like i don't i don't have my, like why am i doing this yeah what, who like what am i doing you know <clears throat> so i can definitely see that aspect of like okay what now like you come home and you're like, oh, just you want what in your macchiato? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, um, yeah, that there, there's definitely a, there's definitely like a, a, it's jarring to go from, like we just played a show last night and then we drove to the next venue, played another show, and then after that last show, it's like, now we're going home, now what? Yeah. You know. <clears throat> and you know what I'm finding too is like, because obviously, first thing anyone says to me that knows anything about my life is like, oh, how was the tour? And like, it was good. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, I don't know how to, how to, it's like, there's like so much I want to say now. Because mm-hmm. like before, I really did think of it as like, it's like, it's a, it's a fun job that I get to do. Um, you know, yeah, let's talk about it. I'll with this, but it's like, it's going to happen again. I'll, I'm sure there'll be a cooler story next time. Like, that was like almost how I felt about like, when people ask me, it's like, oh yeah, it was rad. Like, it was cool. Like, this man was cool, whatever. Or like, give me a specific, give me a question that I can answer directly. Otherwise, like, it was just cool. It was good. Yeah. Like, I'm happy we did it. You know, whereas now I feel like I want to like, it's like, yeah, there was a lot of cool things that happened, but I don't know. I don't have time. Well, you have the place to do it now. Yeah. So, anyway. <laughs> yeah, the po- it just looks down the barrel of the camera. It's like, yeah, <laughs> good. Uh, um, yeah, it it's it was uh, you know, I I'm trying not to like I'm trying to think of it as like, um, <clears throat> like it's hard. If I'm, I'm I'll be really honest. Like, uh, I've always felt MBR was important in a small way. Like I always felt like we were doing our our like. We're doing our piece. We're doing our our, our thing, um, you know, like in our own world. It seems it seems like such a small, concentrated place, but on this tour, it like conversations I was having with people, and like m- like we had a guy who flew up from Puerto Rico. You know what I mean? Like I don't know, just things like that, where it's like, and like them explaining like what MBR has been for them for like, the past ten years, past fifteen years. I wonder if it's the same person that listens to this episode, this show in Puerto Rico. Because we do have a listener in Puerto Rico. Shout out to you. Maybe. 
our, Sean? Our, His name is Sean. our Boricua baddie, if you will. Yeah. Dude or chick. <laughs> don't care. <Yeah. laughs> <So>. <laughs> but, uh, but like that being said, it's like, um, you know, like it, I've like, it was nice. It was nice to like still have that. And like, I've always, like, I've been, I've said it when we stopped 22, like for me, like MBR has always been like my favorite form of like advocacy. Yeah. And it really, it really like is almost like a double down. Like this tour really felt like, like it's not that I ever thought it felt like it was talk. Like I fucking went to school for this. Like it never felt like that, Mm -hmm. but like it felt even more so now like, Oh yeah, this is why we do this. Like these conversations, these people that like we're, whether it's someone who's known about us or someone who like heard us for the first time, that was another cool thing too. Like a lot of people who never heard us before. Yeah. And that, you know, like got, got like, they really responded to the message. So I don't know. It just, it really, it really put, uh, I'm trying hard not to be like, you know, like, uh, like now what I do is not as like important as what I was doing on tour. Right. Right. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, one thing I will say, it just seems like it got you excited for the future. Yeah, for no bragging rights, definitely. And, and what's gonna come next? Which there's some fucking sick dude. I think this week things. we announced it. Really? I think so. Oh, yeah, yeah. Living out a dream, man. I know. Living out a dream. Um, <clears throat> Why don't you guys announce it here? It doesn't come out till Friday. Because if it doesn't get announced on the NBR side of things, I have to go through. And yeah, I'm not, I'm not good at that. I'm not gonna remember to cut it, and then it's gonna be a thing. You know, 28 people are gonna know about it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we never know. You never know. You never know. You started your own workshop. Yeah. So. Yeah, but yeah, po- I, I post tour depression definitely a thing because. Especially, you know, I don't want to speak for the guys and what they're what they do and what their everyday life looks like, but just for myself, you know, um, it it is kind of it is a little difficult to be like, like, like I would every show we played. I don't care how many people were there. Like we played in front of like we had a really low turnout show, mm-hmm. which then of course like the next day we played a big ass festival. Yeah. So it was nice to have that, but like. I I carried with me like like we're helping someone tonight. Yeah. Like that's how I felt. I've always felt confident about that. Like we are gonna help someone tonight. Um and if nothing else, someone is gonna hopefully walk away from this feeling less alone or they'll have built to work something out that they didn't realize <laughs> it was there. <coughs> so um I don't think I don't think, uh, at least for myself, I'm really trying hard to not feel like, oh, I'm depressed about it because I'm not helping right now. Yeah. But I think this, I think what we're doing here at the podcast is good for that. And I'm trying to be in a, in a frame of mind where I just need to be happy that like, uh, or just be ready for like when it happens again. Like I know that I need to like continue to study up on this so that when we do play these next shows or whatever it is. Yeah. that I'll be even more so like ready to speak to people and hopefully like point them in the right direction. Um, right. <clears throat> um, one cool thing that did come from the uh, tour was that, you know, you had some free time on your hands. So you created a walking blind group chat. 
yeah. on the gram and we've been adding people and, and the conversations there have been pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had some like some, you know, nonsense in there, like some yeah. jokes and things like that. Some funny shit. We've also had some pretty like, um, deep and, yeah. and like, uh, you know, like heartfelt, uh, messages in there. So there, there's been quite a bit of, of traction in there, which is kind of nice to see. Um, I'm stoked to see like a community kind of get together around all of it, yeah. um, which has been cool. You know? I, I love that we're not the ones having to be the ones like being encouraging Yeah. or like, like it's been, and you know, I don't want to put this out there for everyone. I guess you could, if you follow him, you, you would know. But one of the most like active and positive people is our buddy Dave. Yeah. Right. Like, if you don't know what's going on with his family, his son, he is. It's crazy that he can smile. Yeah. He's gone through so. His family has been through so much, and I freaking like like I don't I like I'm if I think about it too much I'll get emotional about it. But like he's been through so much and he's still. Like he's in there and he's encouraging, he's joking, he's still living, like he's still doing things, even though like he has been through hell. Yeah. He is going through hell right now and he still finds, you know, he still, you know, <clears throat> loves, you know, still checking out music. He's still, you know, again, being encouraging in the chat and it's like blows my mind. Yeah. Which I did see, uh, by the way, your question about the top five hardcore top five hardcore bands. Mm-hmm. And uh, I feel like I've been wanting to answer it, but then I keep mm-hmm. I keep getting tripped up on my Same on my thing. answer because I'm like, fuck, is that is, like I'm I'm second guessing my answers yeah. here. I'm going to answer it still. I don't care how Same. long the time goes. Yeah. But um, <clears throat> yeah, that so that that group chat is pretty cool. Um, and that being said, we do have some questions that that people wrote in um you know we originally asked for these just in case you know mike forgot how to podcast and he like completely <laughs> you know uh just needed a bailout but we there's some there's some cool questions in there so we can we can jump in you want you want to read them you want me to read them you, want, you you read them <laughs> want to do this. jesse jesse did bring up a cool idea about him reading the questions and we shot it down no i'm just we kidding said, we said, um, no <laughs> we were like no uh we we do want we do want to uh, <laughs> we we are going to give Jesse the the um, opportunity to read the questions, but I think it'd be better off if we get him his own camera as well, yeah. uh, because the share the backline dudes uh, pressured us into it mm-hmm. by giving their their camera person all this cool stuff. Yeah. So you know, now we gotta follow also, suit. That camera person also put up really nice posts. Yeah, that's true. Uh, uh, Caitlin really did put up something very sweet and encouraging about the dudes that um, you know she sees every week. Mm-hmm. And look at Jesse's gonna turn around and post some bullshit who right gave, now. You know, who gave, <coughs> all right. Who gave her an opportunity to spread her wings, and I just I can't wait to see what Jesse's. <laughs> yeah, Jesse's gonna post some nonsense right now. All right, so uh, let's jump into the questions. <clears throat> um, we're gonna we're gonna read uh, we're gonna read IG names on here. Uh, so King Dork Caleb asked, "How do you think the hardcore scene as a whole treats mental health?" Mm. So just from what I've seen in like the past month, uh, I feel like I feel like the hardcore scene is at least receptive to it. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're respectful to it, mm-hmm. and I think. Um, 
I think it's I think it's a uh, I would say that I feel like they're I feel like they're accepting of it. I wish there was more of it. Like I wish um like as much as it was nice to hear people say like, "Oh, you know, I've never heard someone talk about mental health that way." Um, you know, I'm like it kind of bums me out cuz I wish there was more of it, especially in the hardcore scene. Mm-hmm. But um I I feel like the hardcore scene has been very receptive to it. You know, like I don't think there's any like bad energy towards it or bad mouthing or like people making fun of it or anything. I feel like it's become, uh, I'm hoping it becomes like one of those causes that people like really grab onto like straight edge and hardcore scene or veganism in the hardcore scene or, you know, whatever. Like I, I hope it becomes something that becomes like not militant like that, but like yeah. something strong like that. Yeah. So. Check on your friends, you fucking pussy. Yeah. Stuff like that. Fucking get jumped if you don't. <laughs> <laughs> this guy hasn't called on anybody. Get him. All right. Uh, Josh Supertramp said, hope versus optimism. Mm-hmm. Can someone be a hopeful pessimist or a hopeless optimist? Dang, Josh. Uh, Smart dude. I got to see him on the tour. Yeah, yeah. I gotta see him and the the Louisville boys. Sick. Can someone be? What is it? Can someone be a hopeful pessimist or hopeless optimist? I feel like I'm the first one. I feel like I'm a hopeful pessimist. Is that what it is? Wouldn't that be the same idea as like hope for the best but expect the worst? Yeah. Like, cause for me, I always think worse. Always. Like, that's what I think people get wrong about me. Oh, he's so positive. It's like, I am choosing to. Yeah. Like I'm, it's a choice. Yeah. I am trying my best to do that. Cause like I go, I go dark fast. Mm -hmm. My first, (laughs) my first thoughts are not, (laughs) they're not, they're not the best. They're not the best. (laughs) They're not nice. Um, so I think, I think, yes. Cause I'm definitely the first one. Like, yeah. I just chew. I'm like, I just try really hard to be optimistic, even though I'm, I'm very pessimistic. Mm-hmm. Um, the notorious D bag was on the show last week. Uh, so good, Dallas. You, Dallas, I'm looking at you right now. You did such a good job. I'm proud of you. He said, What do you feed that thing? <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Lettuce, yeah. as opposed it's, to him being at trees and shit. <laughs> it's Harrison Lamb. Uh, what's the favorite thing to do to settle in after a tour? What do you usually look forward to? Uh, I real mean, laundry. Real, yeah, doing real laundry. Um, eating familiar food, which we got to go to Okoku, which yeah. was awesome. Uh, it was nice getting coffee with you guys. That was a nice sense of like normalcy slash, you know. Mm-hmm. I think that's the nice thing. It's like doing the things that you just you you can't do, uh, you know. Right. Um, it was nice uh, being able to like watch just like watch like TV like watch shows with Jordan. Mm-hmm. Like that was that was nice. Just being able to just not do anything and just do that. Um, <clears throat> Do you have any go to when you when you get back? Um, for me, it was more like uh, come home and and just settle back into well one normal routines, but like 
back in my bed and like my space, mm-hmm. right? Like being able to just um, kind of reset. Um, like I, I, I remember <clears throat> coming home and just like one thing that I would try and do is make sure that I did like wash my sheets and shit like that before I left. Mm-hmm. That way when I came home, they were like yeah, ready, right? Yeah. But, um, yeah. Then, it, then again, it didn't, it wasn't always, it wasn't always done that way. <laughs> there were other times where, and you know what, I, I will say this, uh, in my age and in my years of like, um, growing up and maturing, mm-hmm. I still to this day feel guilty about when I lived in, in Jake's back house, mm-hmm. because when I left, um, I, I, like I didn't really clean up that little back house before we, before we would leave like for for tour or like for warp tour i really didn't clean it up mm. and poor carol round had to like just look at the shit i left everywhere and like <laughs> so i you know she's a real one i i apologize you were young see around i was young i was i was an asshole how um, long did you live there <clears throat> not long not long um pretty much it was kind of like um hey i i had i quit my job at the law office because yeah, i was yeah <laughs> like I was like, hey, I'm going to use my vacation to go on tour. And they're like, if you're going to do that, you lose your job. So I was like, cool. And I just signed my my resignation that day and left. Um, and then right around that time, the house I was living in, which was Bobby D's uh, house, his parents were like, we're going to, like, John's getting into too much trouble living here. So we're going to, uh, <laughs> we're going to shut this shit down. And yeah. And so. That fell through, and it was like, well, you know, uh, Jake's mom had this back house that that had like a guest room and like had its own bathroom and all this stuff like that, and she charged me like super super cheap rent to live there, um, and it was like I could live there and then we could go mm-hmm. play shows. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Road or whatever, and and practice was there at the house, so I didn't have to go far. So, um, and uh, yeah, and I and I just like looking like obviously you look back and you I'd do things differently. I'd have treated it with more respect, but I was just like a twenty what twenty two year old asshole that Maybe. just like yeah, I would like a all I wanted to do was like drink Mickey's grenades and make like <laughs> bat, brass monkeys and like just you know, so <clears throat> yeah. So, but yeah, like, especially, um, even like, just like the last run that we did in October, like I was like coming home to 
That one was tough though, because I came home and the house yeah. is empty, right? But did I kind of experience that too? Yeah, with bamboo. Bamboo, dude. Yeah. Bamboo. Uh, yeah. For those who don't know, uh, Mike's brother's dog, basically Coda's, Coda's sibling. Yeah. Right. The one that like we didn't want to have dogs, especially small ones. We didn't want small ones, but yeah. my sister in law had this cute, freaking cute, Shih Tzu. Had human eyes, basically. He had an old man face. Old man face. Like grumpy old man face. Dude. <laughs> oh, freaking bamboo. But yeah, he was the best. And uh, and because of him, um, that's how I got my dog. Uh, they wanted, to have, wanted him to have like, a little playmate. Because, uh, yeah. But he didn't want to have... He didn't want to have another puppy around. And plus, it was going to be hard. Because like, my niece was just being born. Mm-hmm. Or just been born. And so it's like to have a puppy and, you know. Yeah. So I was like, I'll take them. I'll take them. <laughs> All right. Um, what was the best food from the NBR tour? This was also Harry. Well, Harry, let me tell you this. From my perspective, I got pictures <laughs> every time uh, they ate somewhere dope or somewhere that they knew I loved. You know, so. Um... Dude, Martin ruined one of those for me. We were like having, I forgot we were eating. We were having like a great time. And he's like, yeah, this is like what Mike and I do when we go to places and, and we send it to you. <laughs> I was like, well, yeah, but let's do it to Mike now. Let's do it. Like, I'm here. I'm here now. It was just <laughs> like, we were having like, this is a nice moment. He's like, yeah, this is like, it's cool that you get to be part of this now. <laughs> I'm like. To be fair, we only do it to you when we ask you to hang out and you're like busy. Yeah. And then we're like, hey, check this out. Yeah. Like, where's that? Um, <laughs> dude, we had dude, we had some pretty freaking rad meals on the store. So I want to shout out Brian, our, our buddy in like Pittsburgh area. Um, he just he took such good care of us, and they made they made uh, freaking barbecue for us, made steaks for us and stuff, or ribs. No, they made ribs for us. So freaking good. Um, and then, dude. Uh, Shout out to Ethan from uh, from Great American Ghost. We stayed with him. Um, he made us these incredible vegetarian, not vegan. I think they're or I maybe mean, not. If they're vegan, dude, uh, I think they're just vegetarian tacos. So fucking good. Yeah. Like so, they were so good. They they were like they rivaled one of the best meals we had on tour. Like I was Dang. blown away. Dang. Blown away. And um, and then we got to stop, uh, at Jordan. Uh, and we Call- Callahan is this tiny, tiny little town where Jordan's from, and we, but they have a barbecue spot, mm-hmm. and they we got to go and they like took care of us, they treated us. That was fire. It was yeah. So I'd say I'd say those were like the top three meals, probably that we had. Um. Yeah, one of the venues had really good burgers. I remember. I can't remember the name of the venue. Um, yeah, we had, we had decent food on this tour. Like we did. It was weird. We did pretty well. <laughs> we did pretty well. <laughs> we did yeah. pretty well. You know, yeah. it's one of those things where like I'm like hoping to like come back like thinner. <laughs> no. Psych. Psych, dude. Um. 
Yeah, you got. Where, you guys going to any memorable spots in this while we we're gone? Je- Jesse and I went to BJ's a lot, <laughs> which I can't wait, dude. Yeah, I'm so it's, hungry. BJ's has become our like go-to restaurant. I mean, one, it's usually it's Monday night, it's open, mm-hmm. um, but it's just like to the the. Shout out to Genesis because the waitress knows us now. <laughs> What's up, guys? Um, <clears throat> you know, and then uh, we found out that they have an orange cream soda. Oh, yeah. You know, they make their own root beers. They have an orange cream soda. Wait, they make their own root beers? Yeah, yeah, they make their own root beers. So good. They have an orange cream soda. They also have like a um, another. So is it like a, a raspberry cream soda or some shit like that? Like something else that I was yeah. like, oh, I'm going to try that one time. But. Um, but also, like, we go there enough that now I'm just trying a bunch of different things on the menu. Like, I've gone away from the the norms. Mm. Um, <clears throat> also, while you were gone, Jesse and I had one night since we started this whole workout thing where Jesse and I went and got smoke and fire. And both of us, like, dude, like, I couldn't even take down half of a brisket burrito. And I was like, I'm full. I, I ate half a taco. Hey, Jesse. I'm not proud of you guys at all for that. <laughs> not, not proud at all. That, that just bummed me out. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, so Chris left Smoking the base. Fire, only half the burrito. He ate half a burrito. I ate half a yeah. taco. Slap of the base, eighty-three. Uh, sent in a few questions. Um, one first one, he said, Mike, if you had to pick who was the best special guest host. And Mikey, are you glad to be home? That's hard for me. That's hard for me to answer because I feel like all of them were so dope, like in their own ways. In their own ways. ways. Dude, in their own was, ways. I was, I was like, <laughs> dude, I, I, I was Mike so... Was prepared for us to fail. <laughs> no, I wasn't prepared to fail, but I was like, dude, this is going to be so interesting. Like, I was like, I was like nervous. Yeah. I was like nervous because like, I don't know, because like, I get to watch the show as a fan. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like... Um, I think that like to to be honest, the the one show that I was really waiting for was the Dallas episode, yeah. mm-hmm. which was last week. Oh, mo- mainly because like like that as as much as we were like dad jokey and like mm-hmm. saying you know like when me and Dallas get together, it's always just like there's a goal of saying a joke that is so bad that somebody just goes, oh my god, right? <laughs> like that's like that's. That's the the winner winner yeah. chicken dinner type deal for Cause us, it, right? Because you're literally like the whole like, oh, you curse like a sailor, or you make a sailor blush. Yeah, you're literally a sailor. Yeah, like, you literally. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, but but also like the the with that episode, just trying to find that balance where we could still talk about, um, because like I I still remember fully like texting Dallas and like not hearing from him for a few mm-hmm. days, and then just being like, what, like how come I'm not hearing from him? And then him telling me like I was in a psych hold, um, you know, and then just him like I've I've known about, you know, everything that's gone on, but couldn't really talk about it because it's not my story to tell. Um, so being able to have him here and like talk to him about it, I think was like, you know, not only like really cathartic for him because he finally gets to get all this out, but also it was nice to to hear it fully like from his perspective on things and, and that was so I think that was the the episode that I was just had been waiting for mm-hmm. <clears throat> so it doesn't make it any better than any of the other guests yeah. but it was just that like like that's something that that I couldn't wait to make happen and yeah. it just I was so stoked that the timing worked out that it was like 
he was going to be out and then he was going to tell his story and it just happened to be like the the end of that run uh you know i guess so it was cool but i mean like it was cool having brian fly out um you know that like you can't make that shit up like like the Lewis capaldi thing that was <laughs> like, so, so ridiculous so funny um you know and like same thing like getting raw back on and being able to talk about um you know like how how things have shifted and how things have have changed in the year that he hasn't been here and since mm-hmm. he lost his nephew yeah um you know and then also like having Ty on and finding out Ty plays drums yeah, like this of is of course he plays drums of course Ty. he plays drums um you know so like just just all the you know having Andrew on here and and talking the the getting at the weight loss challenge and things mm-hmm. like that um it's just like you know everybody had their own thing to bring to the table yeah. which was cool um and even like like everybody would text me before and be like what are we going to talk about and be like oh <laughs> like we'll figure that out dude. but like, it, it, i feel like all the episodes were they went so well yeah they went so well like i was i was like so i was like so proud of everybody because i was like i'm not gonna lie i was like nervous yeah i was like yeah i knew that you could carry like you're like my i can carry conversation with anyone i was just like nervous that it's just it's different when it's like not coming from two different people yeah well like because you can fill in when i don't have yeah. something to say or like vice versa and then it i was like yeah, but it, and it was and it was nice because then it was like I feel like it was like there was more moments of like you opening up about yeah. yourself because especially with Angie. <laughs> yeah, did you? That was yeah. every episode had some <laughs> had like such good, had like good good moments. Like I don't know, I was I was enjoying it from the road. People still want me to tell the story about me uh, shitting in a wall, <laughs> and Andrew not giving me toilet paper. Oh. <laughs> so you know. Maybe one day. Maybe one day. When we do the six month uh, check in for the weight loss thing, we'll tell that story. We're doing a lot of shit that day. <laughs> a lot of shit that day. Um, cool. So, uh, Chris, once again, like a lot of these questions are coming from Chris uh, for a bit, but um, you know, he said, "Have you guys ever been so down and depressed you break down and cry?" Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. It's, it happens more than than most people probably realize. Right. <clears throat> um. Even though you both have the podcast, do you do you guys ever feel like you don't have anyone to turn to? Mm. I, I think there are moments when you'll feel that way. Uh, moments when it's like, like, like for example, like what if you're gone and our normal thing is like a Saturday morning coffee oh, yeah. or something like that, right? And it's like fuck, like I don't have that opportunity to vent yeah. to somebody, right? <clears throat> um, but I I think that finding that like peace of mind that it's like, well, I'm not like, maybe we, I just don't have somebody to talk to right now, mm-hmm. but I still do have somebody. Yeah. And I think understanding that, like, you know, things like the, you know, it sounds like we're pushing a product, but like the walking blind group, like, I really feel like, you know, that's something that, that is cool because, and, and Chris is in it, like mm-hmm. being able to just jump in there and say, Hey, I'm dealing with this. Right. Hey, this is going on. And somebody's going to, someone's going to jump. I love it. I love it. I love that people, and this is what I want. I feel like it's building community. Yeah. I like that there's people making connections now. Like, yeah. Not to plug in our own, but there's a group chat. If you like to be part of it, let us know. We'll add you. Yeah. Let us know. We'll we'll throw you in there. Um. Yeah. I think I think for me, I feel like I I feel like I have a pretty good, and this is like that's something that's taken me a long time to realize I had like support in the way I do. Um, but I've, I, I've been, 
I've been fortunate enough that I feel like I have my like my list that I can go through to be like I don't know I feel if I'm feeling a certain way or if I don't I don't know I don't feel like I don't have somewhere to turn because I feel like I have a good support group yeah like you guys I have obviously my girlfriend and my family my brother and my parents um and then I have just like my friends that aren't here but I can reach out to them um so yeah I feel like I I, I feel good feel supported um, Chris also said, I'm going to combine two here. Like, mm-hmm. how do you stay positive? How to stay positive when all I can do is stress about everything. Mm-hmm. And then the best advice to work through anxiety. <clears throat> um, for me, I, I kind of know what Chris is going through right now. Um, with everything that that's been going on in their lives and what's been happening. And, mm-hmm. and right now, like it, it's just you know, that like stress is part of that territory, Yeah. you know? Um, I think it's just, and I think we talk about this a lot, um, is finding the things that are in your control and the things that are not. Yeah. And then just having to, you know, or coming to the realization that these things are, are completely not in my control, so I can't worry about them because no matter what, there's nothing I can do to change these things. Yeah. And then just focusing on... Um, you know, what it is that is giving you anxiety, what it is that's triggering your anxiety, and if you can make changes in those, to focus on those instead of, you know, like it's basically prioritizing the things yeah. um, that are causing those stresses or causing those anxieties, um, you know, like what what's in your control? Like if it's, um, <clears throat> you know, something that you can make a difference in, focus on that mm-hmm. rather than the things that like, you know, no matter what you do are not gonna change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think a, a big thing that was helpful, I mean, I'm just talking about for myself on, on tour, uh, is, like, gratitude is, like, a big, I think it's a big, uh, like, weapon in that. I feel like if you can if you get to a place of gratitude, even when you feel like, because I know it's not the feeling where it's like, oh, I don't, I don't have anything, but it's like, I think from there you can get into a, a place you can prioritize, like you said, and if you can just, like, sit back and be like, um, you know, oh, I'm, I'm healthy, or I have this person in my life. Even if this person is struggling, I'm happy that they're in my life and that I can be here with them, struggling with them. Or I'm happy that I have this person with me to struggle with me. Yeah. Like I feel like there's so many there's things that we don't realize like that we have, you know, and like it's easy to just focus on the negative things or to focus on the thing that seems to you know the big the big problem like you said like whether it's something you can control or can't control um i don't know i feel like gratitude is usually a big way to kind of help you kind of get off that get off that line or if you're or if you're facing it and it's in front of you i feel like you'll find ways to at least give it it'll give you like i don't know like strength it'll give you like perspective on what it is um, yeah, no. gratitude, <clears throat> gratitude. Um, and then he did say, um, which you kind of mentioned a little bit earlier about praying, but he said, I'm not religious at all, but I found praying when times get tough, help me get through the day. Mm-hmm. Um, which, you know, Hey, if that helps you, it helps you, you know? Yeah. Um, and I mean there it's, you know, prayer, you know, not to get into like a, a whole thing about it, but it's like there 
I would, I would, I would encourage like if somebody like you know, oh, prayer's not my thing. I'm not a religious person. Um, I, but I think the act of it is like you're you're taking something that is, you're taking something that you're clearly not dealing with well, and you're giving it up. Yeah, just taking it off your chest. Yeah, I feel like that's huge. And then also being able to speak it out loud does things. You know, there's one thing from like when you have it here and you get it out, you get it in front of you, um, helpful. But for me, like I don't think I don't talk about it a whole lot, but prayer is a is a very is a very big thing for me and how I like handle stress, how I handle a lot of the things I do. Yeah. And then the last question from Chris. <clears throat> Why do we shower naked? Was that his question? Yeah. Dude. Yeah. I, I don't, you know, when I shower, <laughs> dude, when, I, when I, when I shower, Jesse, I'm completely naked. Water, water that. is hitting my naked body. <laughs> <laughs> because if you think about it. But like no, no, really, seriously, like how weird would it be if we showered in clothes? Well, you got a pool in clothes. Hmm. You got a pool in clothes. Shorts. Shorts. Well, I mean, <laughs> are you wait? Are you a t-shirt guy? Yeah, because I burn easy. <laughs> I burn easy. I do. What about an indoor pool? Uh, I, I've got shirtless. Okay, dude. I went this this. <laughs> you probably one of the people who would understand this, dude. I went shirtless a couple times. Just, it was so fucking hot, dude. It was so hot, like, oh, like, uh, like super, on stage. No, no, <laughs> dude, close, close, dude, close. This is probably the closest I've ever come to going like shirtless on stage. Like, yeah, it was bad. Like there was, there was, <laughs> I think it was when we were in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. and like after the show, I think all of us just walking around with our shirts off because it was so <laughs> muggy and gross. You, you know who beat you to the shirtless uh, on stage set? Adrian. I saw oh, that. Yeah. Dude, I, saw, I was like, yeah. look at this buff guy right yeah. here on stage fucking ripping it shirtless. Dude. All right. All right. I see you. I so see like, you. He was, on the, he was one of the first people to be like, yo, what? Like the, washing, the washing video. Yeah. <laughs> oh. All right. And then Drea said, how was tour? It was, it was good. It's good. No, it's good. <laughs> it's it awesome. There's a lot of a lot of really a ro- lot of really, uh, really cool things happen. Um, a lot of really, uh, like, really cool, difficult conversations with people. Um, you know, blown away by the openness of some people willing to share with me, a total stranger. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, but also there's like a lot of really really nice beautiful things um that were uh you know seen that were happening to people in their life like it was cool to see like it wasn't just sad things like a lot of victories you know cool to see people 10 years later see where they're at yeah for sure um all right last last couple questions i I feel like one's kind of kind of deeper so i'll save that one but um Ty, young Tyler himself, the uh, drummer himself, asks, "Is it toxic to bring someone cinnamon to bring cinnamon rolls around someone who's trying to eat better when they just told you that they wanted cinnamon rolls?" Asking for a friend. <laughs> I mean, <sighs> I feel like cinnamon rolls are always um, 
they're always accepted. Yeah. Right? They're like, Ty doesn't cheap out. He goes to Cinnabon. If it's Cinnabon, Ooh. I'm not saying no. Yeah. Dude, yeah. if it's like the Pillsbury, so you know, like. Because if Ty's going to do cinnamon rolls, he, he goes all out. Yeah. That's, yeah. I haven't known Ty to bring around cinnamon rolls. Is this a thing? Because usually they get eaten yeah, before yeah. he gets it. <laughs> 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 you know, it's funny. I remember my the most guilt-free. I felt like I was, I was kind of being heroic eating a cinnamon roll was when uh, a friend actually she watches the show a friend Lana Mm -hmm. she made I remember she made a comment about how like they don't have cinnamon bun out in Australia Mm -hmm. and so I remember thinking like you know what I'm gonna eat one for you (laughs) I'm gonna do that I'm gonna have I'm gonna have cinnamon (laughs) for you you know for those for those for those who can't I will for those who can't (laughs) for those who can't how am I supposed to eat Jesse I gotta eat it like this you just grab it and just Jesse, hold on, hold on, hold on. Did you just <laughs> do you just hold it? Anyone anyway, didn't bun? see Jesse apparently <laughs> takes a cinnabon and holds it. Do you it pick up a whole cinnabon? No, no, do you no. pick up a whole cinnabon and eat it like this? Or <laughs> do you get a fork? I guess we both knew. <laughs> I was like, hold on. <laughs> I've seen some savage things, but picking up a whole cinnabon like this and eating it would be a wild move. <clears throat> take a banana and just bite it in the middle. <laughs> That's how I ripping it out. That's how I actually do. <laughs> Let's not let's not talk about this. It's gonna upset me. No. <laughs> Dude, I'm I'm so I'm so hungry. <laughs> it's okay. We're we're almost uh, done. We're almost done. Uh, Rinaldi, shout out to Daniel. Uh, why haven't we gotten back in to talk yet? Dude, haven't had him back. Dude, have him back here. We'll make it happen. We'll get him back, man. I freaking I'm 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 I'm. I'm I owe <laughs> a freaking MBR hoodie, dude. He he bought one like on like a while ago, and you didn't fucking. I haven't sent it. Well, why don't I have them? I you better I send him two. I know. Well, I was hoping he was gonna come out to one of the shows, and I was like, oh. hey, you know, you're oh. take it. Well, your fault, homie. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay, and then the last one. We'll end with this one because I I am hungry as well. Mm-hmm. Um. Martin Miramontes uh, asked, what are your whys in life? Mm. This was, <laughs> yeah. This, this, uh, this whys are what got me through a lot of my schooling. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were, I remember them explaining that to us and I was less like, so how, so how did they define that for you? Uh, Cause they, they basically just said like, like straight up, Social work, it's not like the court, like our program, La Sierra University, not an easy program, mm-hmm. one of the harder ones. Um, so, and it's gonna require a lot of time, it's gonna require a lot of sacrifice on our end to do it. All to be in a thankless, all to job. be in a thankless job. Like, straight up, they told us, like, yes, there are ways where you can get to places where you can get paid well, but as a social worker, pay isn't always great for the work you're doing mm-hmm. um it's a very thankless job uh you know there's also there's also areas like that are still very new to it so it's like like um like we get told like there's a lot of time with social workers like in the hospital setting where it's like like straight up doctors people will be like why are you here yeah like you don't you don't you know like they don't understand the value of like what a social worker brings right and like wanting to like yeah so <clears throat> so they 
they they made us establish like why do you want to do this mm-hmm. what 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 about social work is it and then once you establish that then like they have us like really like repeat it and like truly believe it because if you lose your why then it's like then do something else mm-hmm. drop out do, drop out of the program yeah. do something else because it's like it's it's not something like it you can't it's like one of those things you don't want to just you can't just do it just to do it mm-hmm. you know so Anyway, so yeah, the whys. Um, what what are my whys? Um, you know, from a very a very surface level, it goes a lot deeper. Um, I want to help people. Do I do a lot of what I do in my life? I want to. I want. I want to. Um, I want someone to not feel alone if they feel alone. Um, I want someone to feel like they can, whether whether they have someone to turn to, I want them to at least understand they have they can they have resources available to them. Like, I want I want to with the with any platform I have, I want someone to like always feel like they can. Like I want to help because I want them to know that they have resources. I want them to know that they, that they feel important, that they're valuable enough to like fight for. Like, mm-hmm. like that's that's like, that's like one of my big whys. Like why, why I help, why I, you know, do the podcast, why I do music. Um, and then, a new why for me, like not to get into it more, but like I have things that personally I want to do, uh, for my future. For people in my life that I want to do things for in the future like those are like what keep me from like you know phoning in life I guess yeah yeah <clears throat> yeah I'm pretty much in the same boat as you I think the only thing I would say differently and not even differently just to add to it is um, I don't want I don't ever want people to feel how I felt in the moments when I was at my lowest. Mm. Um, I want, like, there there were a lot of times when it almost felt like helpless or it almost felt like what, like, you know, getting to that that level where you just, like, you just think, what's the point, mm. right? <clears throat> and um, being able to, like, having people around me and, and, and finding people that would support me or, or uh, like, help me out was one of the biggest reasons why essentially like in in the scheme of things, why I'm still here. Right. So, um, and even early on, like when I was younger, like just like there was this, there was this like inclination to, um, just kind of try my best to help people with, with whatever it was that they were going through. Um, and in a sense, you know, like just, just, I think I, I understood the mentality of like, you know, we're constantly on the move, constantly having to meet new people, having to reestablish relationships, having to, you know, like, like even just as a kid, like forge new friendships, which in some ways is very easy as a kid. And then in others, like when you don't have a long term, like I would be in a place for a year and then we'd be gone. Mm-hmm. So there was no developing like long term, like bonds or relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so 
coming from that place and then like having an understanding of like, um, Hey, I might just be here for a moment, but I want to make like the best of that moment that I can. So it was just, just always kind of coming from a place when like, you know, Hey, I might not be here long, but I want to make sure that like, you know, I'm doing something positive with what I'm doing here. Um, you know, and that was, that's still been a whole learning curve for me too. Cause it's like, you have to figure out like, are, are you doing this just to, um, just to like be able to say that you're helpful or is this coming from a genuine place? Um, and then almost like imposter syndrome of like, you know, like I think when we started this podcast, we we talked a lot about like you were the professional. I'm just here just to say whatever random well, shit. Also, right? I'm also not actually. Professional. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we say like, that in the disclaimer. <laughs> in the disclaimer, but um, you know, like from the the mentality of like you know you you did study a lot of this. You, mm-hmm. you went to school for this for social work things like that, and I'm I'm just a dude that like kind of stumbled into this and was like I'm. I've become pretty decent at listening, you know? So, um, you know, on certain things, other things, you know, uh, but yeah, Michael's an excellent listener. Why does that sound sarcastic, Jesse? Well, because sometimes you think you're so good, you fall asleep. (laughs) (laughs) Don't judge me. Um, you know, no, but uh, yeah, I think the, I think another and this is a more recent thing, like within the past year, um, is I want to be able to set a good example, like for example, for Elliot mm. or for Emily, right? Um, <clears throat> even though I'm I'm not like their father, it's the idea of like, but I still want to show you what I believe is like, you know the way I see it, like what I would have want to see growing up. And my, and my dad was, you know, awesome, not taking anything away from him, but, um, just trying to be the best example of, of a person that I can be so that when they grow up and they get older, they see that, which now that I say that, (laughs) I'm reminded Elliot came home today with a note from the school because he got in trouble because, um, the note said, Elliot punched his friend and his friend punched him. And I said, Karima was like, look what Elliot caught. <laughs> it's cool. She didn't seem mad. And then I was like, and I was like, Hey, so what happened, bud? You know? And he's, I was like, did you hit your friend? He's like, yeah. I was like, did he hit you first? And he was like, yeah. Then I go, what's that? And Karima turned around. And I was like, good job. <laughs> and she's like, oh! and I was like, Oh, I'm just saying if it's defense, self defense, it's fine. You know? But <laughs> So did you fuck him up? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it was it was kind of funny. I don't know what actually happened, um, but you know, I was like, "Hey, don't, <laughs> buddy, don't hit people." <laughs> you know, if you're defending yourself, it's fine. But he's four; he's not gonna, he doesn't yeah. grasp that yet. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I, I think that that's one of the most recent things. Is I kind of want to just, you know, set an example of at least just being like a decent human. Mm. Um, more than anything else. <clears throat> so that being said, uh, what's your song for the week? Ooh, you forgot about these, huh? I did. Um, 
<clears throat> Shoot. You know what? I'm going to throw... I'm going to throw, just because we were here the other night, uh, Scott Seller song. Um... Oh, I have to look it up. Sorry, it's the first. If it's the it's the first track, off of one of his EPs, off the View from the Moon. Yes. Um, do it right. Yes. Mm-hmm. For anyone, you know, if anyone uh, who was a Rufio fan back in the day, uh, look up Scott Sellers, the singer from Rufio. Uh, he's put out a ton of music and it like like some of it I feel like is even better than Rufio I would agree I think some of it is better than Rufio and I I uh, I used to like not be the biggest fan of his of like his voice Mm -hmm. but like I I don't know I don't know what it is I feel like it's like obviously he's writing these songs I know he wrote Rufio's song but this stuff it's, it's so good and it makes me go back and like appreciate Rufio even more Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I dig it. Uh, for me, I'm gonna add. <laughs> this is and this is straight up TikTok brought me to this song, but it's not one of the one of the TikTok songs like you're thinking. Um, there's a band called Fluorescence, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> and they have this song called "Roll the Dice." And basically, the way they did it on TikTok was like, oh, when an R and B singer sings for a pop punk band, right? And the the song rips like their their music is really good. The dude's got a really good voice, um, so that's that's what I'm gonna add on oh. to the playlist. It's pretty good. It's pretty solid. <clears throat> I used a TikTok song, not realizing it was a TikTok song. Thought I was making a really cute video for Coda. Your post fucking blew up, didn't it? <laughs> I don't think it blew up. I put it on. It was on Instagram. I don't think I put it on mm. TikTok. But someone was like, "Cool, cool TikTok song." I was like, "What? What's?" Also, uh, sidebar. Uh, do you remember that band? It dies today. Mm-hmm. Uh, they put out a new oh. single, and it rips, dude. It rips. So I may add two songs to this to the playlist because bands are coming back dude, right bands now. Are coming back, man! Freaking uh, Furnace Fest. I've you been see, watching la- next year's next year's gonna be the last year of Furnace Fest. I did not know that. Yeah. So they they put up presale and they're going like quick. Uh, I, I didn't look into it as far as like if it was uh, like the where they do the shows that was kind of shutting it down or what the deal was or if it was becoming too much to manage. I didn't. I just saw that 2024 was going to be the last year of Furnace Fest. Damn. And the lineup this year was fucking batshit. Dude, it was so good. Every <clears throat> night was so freaking good. Yeah. Yeah. So I, so I didn't realize what Furnace Fest was as far as like how many bands play like i've always been like oh that's cool that so-and-so is coming back and whatever i didn't realize like freaking dude like throw down like throw down set look crazy zayo i knew zayo was coming back because uh your spirit dies uh haste Haste the day came back for this i think oh i didn't know that yeah freaking uh 90 pound wuss i don't know if anyone like they were like a band that mxpx used to always talk about and like i like i remember being into them back in the day they came back for this Mm -hmm. plea for purging came back for this yeah um, a plea for purging had the best merch ever with the fucking <laughs> the, the Jordan logo. <laughs> with the... Dude, that band is so rad. I can't. NBR got to tour with them back in the day. They're yeah. so rad. That was such a fun tour. <clears throat> Furnace Fest, please bring no bragging rights. Twenty twenty four. Twenty twenty four. Yeah. 
right. Let's let's get some food. Let's get out of here. Um, make sure you guys, uh, you know, do the whole like, comment, subscribe thing. Uh, follow us at yeah. Walking Blind Pod everywhere. Dude, if you want, if you if you, hopefully you made it this far. Uh, if you if you are like, uh, if you're on, I know other. I think you can do it on other apps, but YouTube. If you could put a like, yeah, on this video. If you watch it, like, put a like on it. Maybe go back, put likes on the other videos. Yeah, it would help us a lot. There's there's only really there's only like ninety three other videos that we need you. To- yeah, if you, can, if you can go back and like those other ones, <laughs> that would be, be sick. Um, awesome. We should do this at the front of the show. Yes, yeah, we should. We should plug all these at the front of the show. We're gonna switch that up for <laughs> ninety four. Um, <clears throat> can we call that episode ninety four hours? Sorry, side note. Anyways, <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, I walk blind pot everywhere. Those resources that we listed for the East Coast run that and the Born Dead tour that No Brain Right just did. Um, those resources stay up. Yep. So even the shows that, that we had like way back when those resources are still up. If you check the website, they are going to be listed under our resources tab and they're not going away. So at any point in time, if you guys need to check those out, um, we do have them listed. Um, and you know, I, I know we still plan to, uh, bring more, uh, you know, to the table for that. Um, so yeah, check it out. Holidays are coming up. So we're probably going to do another merch drop. I've been kind of working on some ideas. We're not going to do cups again. Learned our lesson with that one. Which is so ridiculous. They're such <laughs> good freaking cups, dude. They, they like, for reals, they're good. They're yeah, like, they really are. They, like, make, they keep your drink cold, or if you want it hot, they keep it hot. Yeah. You guys yeah. are dummies, dude. <laughs> Straight up, dude. You guys are, you guys are dummies, dude. <laughs> Still go back and like all the videos, dummies. Big dummies, dude. They're they're so good. The comes are so good. Oh man, even... welcome back, Mike. I know. <laughs> we worked so hard to get those cups too. We had to go through like two batches because the first oh, batch was all right, dude. Stuff, and that's why we missed the Christmas drop for that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, although I am thinking with the Walking Blind group chat, I think we should throw a pre-order in there. For merch, that way they get first dibs at merch. Mm, Michael, Michael, Michael. Sixteen people. Hey man, is that is that how many there are there? <laughs> dude, hey man, it's a good group, dude. We have everything from us <laughs> <laughs> to 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 freaking to Lion Del Rey sound guy. Yeah, dude. Yeah, you know, it's <laughs> all we. I know. I'm trying to think of what else other people do. Us. Jules I, is in there. Jules is in there. IE Hardcore. We got my buddy Kyle. I don't know what Kyle does, but he does photography, but I don't know what else he does. Yeah, my buddy Kyle. <laughs> no, I know photography, but I don't know if that's his, his, his soul. He manages a bar too, right? Is that what he does? I think so. Oh, fuck. Well, yeah. Um, but anyway, it's a cool, it's a cool group chat. Yeah. Let's, 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 let's get people involved. Yeah. You see, Jesse, you being a hater over there. All right. (laughs) All right. Let's go eat, guys. All right. We love you guys. See you guys soon. Peace. Peace. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.